This program is made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries. pieces come out of the fire, the ultimate objective is that it will look like this. This is Russian gel and it is magnificent. But before it looks like this, first it has to be checked to see if it has defects. And look at the difference in size. That's because the fire shrinks the piece up to 15%. But before they continue on this piece, so that it eventually will be beautiful like this piece, first they have to check it for defects and this is how they do it. They dip it in the chemical, and when they pull it out, if there's anything wrong with this piece, that chemical will reveal it. And then the craftsman begins to go to work to begin to remove all the flaws, chipping away at every little nick, everything that is excessive. And then after they make sure that everything is fine, then they use a special glaze around the very critical pieces to make sure there's no defect and there's no fracture. Because if there's a fracture, either they cannot proceed or they have to determine how to fix the mistake. When a piece has been approved, then it needs to be stamped that it is approved. That is when the master takes a green stamp, stamps the bottom of the piece, and that is the seal of approval that this piece is complete and ready to go to the next phase. And isn't that what God also does in our life? Every step along in our life, He's checking us to make sure we're whole. Are there any defects, any cracks that need to be fixed? If any mistakes have been made, how can He fix those mistakes in our life? All of that is the part of God's work in our life. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to today's program. This is Rick Renner, and I'm so glad you've joined me. But hey, how did you like that introduction where I was in the dipping room in the gel factory just outside of Moscow? Russian gel is just so wonderful. It's blue and white. People love it because it's such whimsical porcelain. But before you have the final product, it has to go through many, many phases along the way. First, excess has to be removed. Then it's put into the fire. And hey, that's not the end yet. Once it's finished with 900 degrees of heat for 24 hours, then it's taken to the dipping room, which I just showed you. And they dip it into a chemical, which reveals if it has any defects or if it has any fractures. And after it's been thoroughly inspected, then they stamp it and they say, this product is ready for the next phase. That doesn't mean the product is finished. It's just ready for the next phase along the way. And you know, I've learned this is the way that God works in our lives. And what mercy it is 
that we don't just get saved and immediately find ourselves in the pulpit or immediately find ourselves in a public position because we would not be ready for that. And today I'm going to be showing this to you from the life of the Apostle Paul. God loves us so much that he takes us through a process often involving fire to change us and to strengthen us and to prepare us for the future. And I've learned that fire brings a lot of color to our lives. And if you want to have gold, then you have to have extra fire. I'm going to be showing that to you every day this week. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I've been through a lot of fiery experiences in my life that were sent from the Lord and I needed them. When God put me in the oven, he cooked me and wow, I could feel the heat. But that heat removed a lot of waste from my life and got me ready for the next phase. I'm not talking about the fire of cancer or the fire of bankruptcy or the destructive fire that the enemy sends. I'm talking about a fire which comes from the presence of God to strengthen us and to prepare us, and we need to embrace that kind of fire. And that's why I want you to have the entire series, which is called The Fire of God in Your Life, The Benefits of Embracing God's Fiery Presence. It's five parts, and it comes in multiple formats with a study guide, so you can read everything in the series while you're hearing it or seeing it. And this week, we're also offering you my book, which is called A Life Ablaze. God wants you to be a life ablaze. He doesn't want you to start in fire and then lose it along the way. You say, well, you know, when I was younger, I was really on fire for the Lord. Why? What happened? You're supposed to stay on fire for the Lord all the way to the end of your life. Where is your fire? And if you've lost your fire, how do you rekindle your fire? That's what this book is about. It's about the 10 essential fuels you need to stay on fire for the rest of your life. This is a book you really need to read. So please order this and order all of these things by going online or by giving us a call. And I want to tell you up front that today I'm going to be doing some teaching from my book, which is called The Will of God, The Key to Your Success. There's a chapter in this book which really is about being in the cooker. And that chapter is called Being in the right environment for God to develop your gifts. When God puts you in the right environment, suddenly defects are exposed that need to be exposed. Flaws are lovingly removed by the hand of God. And God gets you ready to move forward in life. And often being in the right environment is not very enjoyable, but it's very essential. And in fact, the Apostle Paul talks about this in the book of Thessalonians. So reach for your Bible and let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4, which is our theme verse for this series. And Paul talks about when God put him in the cooker to prepare him for ministry. And today we're going to be going to the book of Acts and we're going to see this process in the life of the Apostle Paul. But Paul gives us his own personal testimony in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 4. And if you really understand this verse, you'll understand God does not get in a hurry when he's preparing you for your future. You've got your eyes on the clock. God is not a clock watcher. God is a character watcher. You've got your eyes on the clock. God's looking at your character. He's not looking at the clock. God has lots of time. He can wait as long as is necessary. He's waiting for your character to be ready. So I think it would be good to get your eyes off the clock and put your eyes on your character. That's what God is looking at. 
because when your character is ready, then God will say, hey, your moment has come. But let's look at Paul's testimony in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4, a marvelous verse. Paul says, But as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God which trieth our hearts. Yesterday we saw that this word allowed is a very bad translation in the King James Version. In Greek it is the word dokimazo. And this word dokimazo in this verse is so important that we're going to cover it every day this week. The word dokimazo means to test examine, inspect, or to scrutinize, to scrutinize. So you could translate it, we were tested of God, examined of God, inspected of God, scrutinized of God, just like that piece of porcelain that was dipped. And the master began to look at it to see if it was ready for the next phase. God is testing us. This word allowed, the Greek word dokimazo, means to determine the quality or sincerity of a thing. And because... The object has passed the test. It can now be viewed as being sincere, good, ready to be used. But the word dokimazo, here translated aloud, was also used to illustrate the test they used to test coinage to see if it was real or whether it was counterfeit. After a scrutinizing test was performed, the bona fide coinage would stand up to the test and the counterfeit would fail. The test was fire. The fire revealed whether the coinage was real or whether it was fake. But not only that, this word aloud, the Greek word dokimazo, is the very word used to picture, and this is most important of all, the refining of metal by fire to remove impurities. The refining of metal by fire to remove impurities. Now, we may not like to go through fiery experiences, but aren't you glad that they refine metal with fire? If they didn't refine metal with fire, the fire would have unseen impurities that would later fracture, break, or hurt somebody. That fire assures us that that metal is good and worthy to be used. But listen to this. The metal was first placed in a fire that burned at a certain degree of heat. Then it was placed into a fire burning at an even higher degree of heat. So now it's been through two degrees of fire. And finally, it was placed into a blazing fire that burned at the highest degree of all. Or now it's been put through three degrees of fire. And this is actually where we get the phrase, would you please stop putting me through the third degree? And if you really understand this, in the context of 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4, Paul really said, God put me through three degrees of heat to get me ready for ministry. But listen to this. Three such fires were needed in order to remove from the metal all the unseen impurities that were hidden from the naked eye. From the viewpoint of the naked eye, metal probably looked strong and ready to be used even prior to these tests. But unseen defects were resident in the metal that would have shown up later as a break, a fracture, or some kind of a malfunction. And thus, before you could be assured that the metal was free of defects and ready to be used, these three purifying tests at different degrees of blazing hot fire were required. The fire was hot. The process was lengthy, but the tests were necessary in order to achieve a good 
product. That is the word which Paul uses here. And Paul's giving us his testimony that so much in his character needed to be changed, that one blazing fire was not enough. God put through him one degree of fire, then he was moved into a second degree of fire, then to a third degree of fire, God exposing all the defects that were hidden in his character so they wouldn't show up later. And in fact, Paul says these fires were under the guidance of God. Look at what he says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4, but as we were allowed of God. That word of is the Greek word hupo, which means by God, directly by God. The word hupo can be translated under or under the guidance of God. So he says God himself was overseeing this entire process. And Paul in this verse says, hey, I really needed it before we were put in trust with the gospel. Before God would give me a public position, first God wanted to make sure I was ready. And then he says, even so we speak as men that have been tested and tried, not as pleasing men. And then he adds, but God, which trieth the hearts. And the word trieth is a continuous form of the Greek word dokimazo, which we just saw, which means the tests never end. Before you move into the next phase, God will test you to see if you're ready for the next phase. And in fact, the RIV of this verse is like this. It was a lengthy process, and I went through a lot of refining fires to get me to this place. But I finally passed the test, and God saw that I was genuinely ready, and it's not over yet, because God is still testing our hearts to see if we're ready for the next big step. And today I want us to go to the book of Acts and see exactly what happened to the Apostle Paul. And when you come to Acts chapter 9, we read about his conversion experience. And when you go further in Acts chapter 9, the Bible tells us immediately he began preaching in Damascus. Then he went to the city of Jerusalem. And when you come to Acts chapter 9, Verse 26, the Bible says, And when Saul was come to Jerusalem, he essayed to join himself to the disciples. And here we find that he had a very serious flaw in his character. He was prideful, even though he had just gotten saved. Well, he had been a big man among the Jews. Now he's a Christian. So immediately he wants to be a big man among the Christian. In fact, he tried to join himself to the apostles. Well, he had an apostolic call, but he was not ready to be launched into his apostolic ministry. He had a very serious flaw of pride and arrogance in his life. And the Bible says that the believers in Jerusalem were afraid of him. Why? Because his character was so raw. But one man believed in him, and that was Barnabas. Thank God that Barnabas could see the gift of God in his life. And verse 27 says, Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way and he had spoken to him and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus, verse 28. And he was with them coming in and going out at Jerusalem, verse 29. And he spoke boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus and disputed against the Grecians. And they went about to slay him. Then verse 30 importantly says, which when the brethren knew about it, which means Paul was not operating under authority. He was not submitted to spiritual leadership. And when the brethren found out what he was doing, when they heard of it, they knew, hey, this is a man 
out of control. His character was so raw, he was alarming other believers. They were afraid of him. Now he's going in, coming out, preaching, disputing, acting like he's one of the bona fide leaders of the church, but he's not been trained. He's a new believer. His character is not ready for this. And he's creating such a mess that verse 30 says, when the brethren knew of it, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him forth to Tarsus, or they put him on a boat and sent him out of town. He was saved. He had a revelation of Christ, but he was not spiritually mature yet. And it seems that he disappeared for a period of time. But the Bible tells us that, are you ready for this? Barnabas went looking for him and Barnabas found him and Barnabas brought him to the city of Antioch. And the next time we find Saul is in Acts chapter 13, verse 1. Now there were at the church, which was at Antioch, certain prophets and teachers, and here they are. Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Manion, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch. And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. Well, when you read this in the text, it seems that all these events happened very, very fast. But in fact, Paul, who at this moment was still called Saul, served as a co-equal leader among the others for eight years. Eight years. That's right. Acts chapter 13, verse 1 really describes an eight-year process. If you thought that the Apostle Paul got saved and just launched into his ministry, that is a wrong perception. He had to wait for eight years years, God had to put him into an environment where his flaws would be revealed, where his defects would be exposed, where he would learn to submit to authority and respect others. That was the environment that God put him into. And my friends, it was an oven of heat all eight years. I describe it in great detail in my book, which is called The Will of God, The Key to Your Success. You ought to get this book. If you feel like you are in the cooker, maybe God has put you in a place where he's trying to remove your flaws and your defects to get rid of all that excess waste, to make you strong and to get you ready for the next phase of your ministry. You need to embrace the fiery presence of God. I can't even begin to imagine how difficult it must have been for Saul, Paul, while he was in Antioch. If he had remained in Jerusalem, hmm, probably God couldn't have dealt with a pride in his life because he was a Jewish theologian. He would have seen himself as a big man in the city of Jerusalem. But God moved him all the way to the city of Antioch into a church that was Gentile. Well, that already was a fiery experience because he had never had much interaction with Gentiles. And he was with people that were not theologically trained. And yet some of them were teachers and were prophets. He had to learn how to respect those that had gifts that were different from his own. He had to learn how to see himself as one that was co-equal with other leaders. He had to learn how to submit to authority. And for eight years, he was in the cooker as God prepared him. And I'm sure that there must have been moments when Saul said, God, how long is this going to last? How long do I have to sit here in this room as a co-equal with these other leaders that are not as trained as me? They don't even come close to the revelation that I have 
and yet you require me to sit on the same bench with these men and submit to them and submit to their authority. But that was a lesson that he needed. You see, he had a revelation of Christ, but he didn't really have a relationship with the body of Christ. And in those eight years in the oven, God was cooking him. God was preparing him. God was teaching him. And even though he may have at times wanted to escape the fire, God would not let him out of the oven because that heat was required for his preparation. And I've learned the greater your assignment, usually the longer the period of preparation. But finally the day came when in Acts chapter 13, verse 2, the Bible says, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost spake and said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. They may have been looking at their watch, but God was looking at their character. And when God saw their character was up to the task, God wasted no more time. God said, okay, okay, okay. It's time to come out of the oven. You've got everything you need for the next phase. And immediately they launched into their ministry. This is why we need to embrace the fiery benefits of the presence of God. God sends his holy fire to prepare us for what's coming. I'll be back in just a moment. And I want to pray for you. Many people fear fiery experiences, but there is a good fire that we all need to keep burning in our lives. Fire sent from the enemy is destructive, but God's sent fire is needed to make us stronger, pure, and ready for what God wants to do in and through our lives. Remember, the Bible says God is a consuming fire, and we need His fire to remain spiritually ablaze and burn red hot as we do our part to fulfill His great plan. In this life-transforming five-part series, Rick will show you how God's divine fire is needed to remove excess waste and make you stronger, reveal flaws that need to be corrected, make your life shine brighter, bring color to your life. This series is available in digital or physical format starting at just $10. In addition to this teaching series, we encourage you to get the book of Life Ablaze. In this powerful book, Rick lays out everything you need to live an intimate and uncompromising life and to stay on fire with the Holy Spirit's power for years to come. You can do it, but you need to know how. And that's what you'll discover in this timely book. Learn the right fuels you need to throw into your spiritual fire to get you burning again. Order your copy of A Life Ablaze today for only $18. Don't miss this special offer, the series The Fire of God in Your Life and the book A Life Ablaze. Call the number on your screen or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Hey friends, this is Rick Renner and today I want to give you a report about what's happening in the construction of our new studio. Work still continues. It's taken a little bit longer than we anticipated because of all the sanctions that have stopped materials from coming to Russia, but we're doing it step by step. And today they're installing the fireplace, which is going to be the centerpiece of this big room where we're going to be filming programs. But in addition to this, there's gonna be another set over here and another set over there. So many angles and opportunities to film teaching that people can trust in this room. But of course, this is just one room. But I have to tell you, I'm pretty excited about this room. To think that TV programs with the Word of God are going to be filmed right here. 
And when I look around this room, you can see this electrical grid, grid that's gonna hold all the lights. It's on electrical pulleys, so it goes up, it goes down. It's just going to have everything we need to film the teaching of the Word of God. But hey, there's more than this. Let me show you. Well, I know you can't tell from what it looks like right now, but this really is gonna be one of the smaller studios, and this is gonna be Denise's studio because Denise is reaching women everywhere with her programming. And right from this spot, Denise is going to be sending her teaching to women all over the world. But hey, there's another set in addition to this one. This is our third studio in this new building. You may say, why do you need three studios? Because we're filming a lot of programs. Right now, we can only film one program at a time. We have to set it up, take it down, but this will enable us to do multiple things at one time. But on both floors of this building, there are multiple offices. In fact, there are 18 offices, and in all of these offices, people are going to be doing editing, writing, producing programs, working with our network. It is amazing the activity that's going to take place in this building. And it's not about buildings, it's about people. People need the teaching of the Word of God. But it's your generous gifts that have helped us to build this and we will complete it. But right now we're in phase three of our ministry, which is paying off our Tulsa ministry headquarters. We wanna pay it off because the moment it's paid off, all of those funds will be released for us to broadcast the teaching of the Word of God around the world. And that's really our goal, to get the gospel and to teach people the Bible all over the world. They're just crying out for it, and they're waiting for that signal to come with the answer that they've been seeking. So please help us as we finish phase three to pay off the Tulsa facility. Well, today I've been talking about the fact that God puts us in a room where he dips us in order to reveal the things in our character that need to be exposed and then eliminated. God is so good that he doesn't send us forth until we are ready. Praise God that he's not focused on the clock. He's focused on our character because he wants our character to be ready for what's coming. God's got a great assignment for you and God wants to get you ready and he uses fiery experiences to prepare us. I'm not talking about fires that destroy like cancer or bankruptcy or something bad happening in a relationship, but I'm talking about a holy fire where God puts us into an environment to cook us and to prepare us. Oh, this is so powerful. Actually, I'm doing an entire series, which is called The Fire of God in Your Life. I know about it because I have experienced it. And my friends, that's why the subtitle says, The Benefits of Embracing God's Fiery Presence. And in the next program, I'm going to give you my personal testimony about embracing God's fiery presence. But this comes in multiple formats. It's five parts, and it comes with a study guide. And right now, we're also offering you my book, which is called A Life Ablaze. You really need this book. And today, I referred to my book, which is called The Will of God, The Key to Your Success, where I talked about God putting you into the cooker, putting you into the right environment to prepare you for your future. But you can order all of these things by going online or by giving us a call. And please, when you reach out, let us know how to pray for you. And Father, I pray right now that you would help us 
to embrace your holy fire. Not Satan sent destructive fires, but your holy fire, which comes to remove waste from our life and excess and to make us stronger. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see you in the next program, but remember, Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there is power. Renner Ministries is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ through every available media to the uttermost parts of the earth. Discover the many ways you can help us make a difference in lives around the world with the word of God. We invite you to partner with us in teaching, strengthening, and rescuing lives for the glory of God. Together, we can make a difference that will last throughout eternity. This program was made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries.